back, boys. We're fucking back. As always, I'm Bill. And I'm the Beard. We've got a great episode for you guys today. A lot of ground to cover, a lot to talk about so far this season, and a long-awaited guest I think we're all very excited for. Yes, sir. Been a long-awaited guest. It's been a long time since we've been back. We're back for season two. It's hard to believe. Good to be back uh, in the studio with you. Of Bill and the Beard's bias. Yeah, yeah. It's been too long. This is a studio we have been in before. We're up in the Upper West Side, so... You know, all the classy, the nice Jewish yeah. people up here. We got the nice bagels, the locks, the schmear. There is a shortage, but we're powering through. Wow. I didn't know there was a shortage. Yeah. Not, not downtown. No, the sh- oh, there definitely is. Yeah, the schmear. So. It all, it's trickled down schmear economics. <laughs> That's how it works here. I'm not a big West bagel side. guy in the morning. I'm more of a bet guy. A what? Bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, okay. Do you just get that on a, like a hard roll? This or morning was a brioche bun, actually. And it was not bad. Mm. Three owls, little boutique place in the village that you is know? a boutique yeah. place yeah. 12 dollar back so whatever <laughs> what a steal what Could a have steal got two of those at the cow yeah Same price i do miss the cow with that uh what do we got going on like it's it's a busy time of the year we got the holidays coming up busy time of the year doing a lot of christmas shopping um you know scouring hours on the web trying to figure out what to buy my family I think dad's going to get some nice outdoor rock speakers. Laura oh. scouring the B site on her uh, beekeepers Christmas list. Maybe some goat skin beekeeping gloves. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Is that like a known? That's like a good. That's I've, a good. So skin. I've learned. Yeah. Goat skin. Yeah. Or cowhide if you're uh, dealing with um, gardening. What about goat skin? I don't know. I don't know. Seems like you got some more research to. I don't to need to do know why. Them. I just need to buy them. So. Did she ask for them, or you just? Yeah. Oh yeah. Through the forums. Yeah. Um, she asked, and she had she pointed me to the descriptive Christmas list on her beekeeping site. She's got the site. <laughs> she's got the Instagram account. She's got the email list. If you want to subscribe, I recommend. I can subscribe. Brett Lane Bees at gmail.com. and Bill and the Beards Bias podcast on Spotify. I. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm a little pissed, guys, that everyone posts their Spotify wrapped, and I did not see one Bill and the Beards bias listed. It was on mine. Was it? Number two, podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, we, we are very vain, so it probably comes <laughs> up. Listen right to our after, own voices. Uh, yeah, right after uh, 30 hours of no static white noise. Jesus. <laughs> do you do that when you're on the bike? Just like... No, I did that for a while at work. And then I kind of stopped. I'm upset that the bias wasn't first. It should be. Yeah. But uh, anyways, well, what's, what's you got any good plans for Christmas this season? What are you up to? You and Sarah? Yeah, a lot of traveling. Just left Arthur this morning. My parents came into the city, took my little guy away. So I had to, I had to part with my son. He's going to be in Connecticut for the week. Um, actually heading out to San Francisco this week for a little holiday party. So oh. bougie holiday party flying me yeah, out and the, the fiance. Yeah. Um, staying at the Palace Hotel. Ooh, so pretty bougie. big deal um yeah and then back to connecticut for a nice little connecticut christmas how about yourself um we're gonna do a, a hot and fast christmas on christmas eve up in connecticut mm-hmm. we're gonna go up there thursday christmas eve is friday and then uh hike it back to the city that night and then we got a 7 a.m flight out to uh Sela, washington Sela. yeah it's the hops capital of the usa actually if you didn't know you um, really taste the hops yeah. <laughs> in exactly. there, yeah and then i'm uh, gonna spend the week in bend uh, until New Year's, so then we'll be back. Luke and I, I'll be back. Red, uh, red eye Sunday night, straight into uh-huh. a Monday night Edmonton game at the Garden with Luke. Ooh, roomy so date night. Forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Dreisaitl and McDavid going at it. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, one one other thing before we move on from Christmas, just because everyone celebrates that, it's it's the supreme holiday, um, I would say. And I think contentious, Christmasless. I still get the the messages from my mom, like, send me your list. Like, do people m- still make lists or implicitly should just people know at this point? I don't think you know. I, I don't know. You risk, honest, I don't you know. risk getting I, shitty stuff or like stuff you just don't care about. It depends how much you are invested in what you want for Christmas this year. This year, me personally, I don't care too much. Unless okay. my mom keeps nagging me, then I know that I'm going to give her a list with a direct link to yep. the exact color, the exact size. Yep. I don't want something that looks like it. Get it or don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I so I, I'm I'm always lacking in putting that together, but I do get the text every year from my parents like anything big. Send us what you want. Um, I would say my big ticket request is I want to get a nice um garment bag, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of prepping for the future. Got a lot of good big yeah. events, weddings, things to That's go a to. Mature gift. It's a mature gift. It's like kind of cool though, looked a little swanky, but I'm just like sick of wrinkling up my suits and putting them in a carry-on. It's just not a good look as a a 30 year old mature i guess male mature mature yeah as my grandma used to say mature mature well i guess even uh back to the christmas list is there anything on your fantasy christmas list that you're hoping for this year well wishes for 22 ahead um i'm not gonna you know ask for anything too extravagant like a garment bag but just two wins in a row would be nice that's that's all i want this year (laughs) I did realize you your two wins have actually come from the bottom two teams in the league. I know. So I feel like I just trying to more, string some of this together. It looks like we're gonna get a, a third win this week. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Yep. Just to be mindful, we are taping at twelve o'clock on Sunday, so still some undecided matches out there. So as the bias goes one. on, we may see a little bit more. Um, I would say personally. I just want Jack Eichel's recovery to go well. Um, just mm. feel like I'm positioning myself to be in a good place by the end of the season. And that's, you know, trying to plant those seeds now. So we'll get into good. more of it. In, uh, You've been a good boy this year. Yeah, I think so. I feel pretty happy about it. it I think seems kind of on the naughty list. Uh, yeah. the team, but... <laughs> you could say that Yeah, yeah <laughs> occasionally. I think the douchiness has been, you know, a little trim the fat and uh, spread out across uh, okay. Clunder and some other folks. Yeah, turn around. We're trying to be on our best behavior. But I would say just generally, I'm liking the season. I think like the league is very flat, even though there's some teams that are like in the lead. No one is clearly running away. I think there can be some arguments for a few teams that are are certainly just league-wise positioning themselves ranking higher than others. But I think it's a fun season right now looking across the board. I think we'll touch on it in the bias, but I totally agree with that. Um, There's no team that you look at it and you go, that team sucks this year. Yeah. I mean, Mike's team was auto-drafted, but it's still Mike Clunder team through and through. Um, And, you know, someone like Sean, who could have been that team this week has proven us wrong. Yep. So like you said, it seems like some teams might be down and out, but they're only two wins back of middle of the pack. So I think there's a lot more to go through this season. We also got a full season. Thank God. It's good to be back. Yep. Full, full so, list here. A lot of storylines. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Just for, for the show. I know we, uh, we hinted at it uh, in terms of what we got on the docket today. We're going to be running through the bias, the rankings for, for the week, as well as a little, little bit more in-depth knowledge on where we're at as we sit about halfway through the season. And then we will be bringing on our guest, the long awaited, Mike Clunder, aka Tank Ticklers. You know him. We sometimes love him. 
He's one of the best members of the league, so we'll be getting into it with him. But uh, before we get into the bias, a quick word from one of our new sponsors. Season two of Bill and the Beard's Bias is brought to you by Ookaboom Creative Agency. Are you looking to portray having a diverse perspective, but in reality hire 10 tone-deaf white guys to tell your story? Did you draft someone that faked their vaccination status or maybe drop a hard R in the locker room when talking about a teammate? Let us reshape the narrative and help tell your story, but through our eyes. Don't believe we have what it takes? Just look at the black and white photo of our team and then come at me. Bookaboom Creative Agency. We'll try our best. All right. Thank you. Great to hear from one of our new sponsors. It's always an exciting time of the year when we get those phone calls, bringing in some of the more funding. We want to make this show as exciting, as high tech, as I don't know, clean as possible. And that's only done by our sponsors. So we really appreciate all Someone's the money. Got to pay for the bills. The support, the coffee this morning has been wonderful. It's beautiful studio. Beautiful studio. Yep. I am taking a cut of this for my rent. So we really appreciate it. But let's jump into let's the get bias. Into it. Yeah. All right. Let's I'm do excited it. for this one this week. week. Coming in at the bottom of the league, number 10, a big drop, Peter North Stars. Is the all-star voting going to the North Star's head in astonishing nine players on the 2022 ballot this year? And he leads Bukaboom in goals scored, but puts up a beer league performance against Cots this week. A clear chink in Laner's armor lets the pucks fly in. Get it? Fly lost to the Flyers this week. Yep. Puts the North Star's breakout season at risk. Middle of the pack is considered breakout in this case. Um, you know. We were all pulling for this guy at the beginning of the season. I'm still pulling for him. We are, we are pulling for him, but he's starting to let us down. It's kind of starting to unravel. Um, the points projected this week, what he's put up so far, he kind of makes you wonder, we back to the same deal. Is he looking at his roster? I don't know. I think that's, <laughs> that's the big question is like, is he just getting tired? You know, he's, he's hitting halfway through the season. Um, I think it's pretty clear that the team also still lives and dies by how well McDavid does. And he had, a 10 point week, which is like really not terrible if you're looking at an average player on your, your, your squad, but minus four, couple of points for him. That's obviously not going to get the job done as a leader on the team. Big week for Ajo, but I'm worried about this goalie situation. A lot of people had doubts if Laner could be the starter in Vegas and uh, it's getting a little wishy-washy on who that might be. Bobrovsky has been, I don't know how he's an all-star, but has been a huge <laughs> disappointment this season. I guess he's not an all-star. He's on the ballot. We'll see if he makes it. Yep. But, uh, you know, at Bennington, he's, he's got the crazy eye um, and he's on the IR right now. So there's a couple question marks. I think this team has playoff potential still. I'm yep. still pulling for him. But uh, just a lot of question marks and more than just the roster about the GM. So, yeah. And last week was a prime example, too, when he just left someone empty on the bench or on, on the roster. Yeah. So this, this might be just the start of the end for, <laughs> for Peter North stars. If they don't start to pay a little bit more concerted uh, attention to management, honestly. All right. And let's bring it up to number nine pasta puck deep into the belly of the season and still holding on to dusty old injured Mike Smith. Like his life depends on it. I don't know what you're doing with this guy. <laughs> Captain Roman operates the blue line, like a damn phalanx this week. But will it be enough to hold off the highly offensive breadwinners? The bias picked their match of the week wrong because this matchup is going 10 rounds into Sunday evening. 10 All-Stars on the NHL NHL ballot this year, but not on my ticket. Still don't like this roster. Happy to talk about this roster. Why don't like this roster? I've been saying it all season. Honestly, I think it's just my tainted experience with Johnny Goudreau. But you look at the names on that list and folks like O'Reilly, All-Star hockey player, 
not in fantasy, overrated in fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think he's ranked like 250 on our fantasy league right see. now. Let's double check that stat. 280. 280. Excuse me. Um, he, these guys just aren't starters. Lindholm is great. So uh, I'll, I'll take back what I say there. But folks like Huberdo, Patty Kane on the Blackhawks this year, that team is a complete mess. Um, I do love Roman Yossi. He's an ex-Cots alumni, you know. Um, Carlson shows up once every three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, I miss that guy in Ottawa. That's it's so sad. He was a stud. Um, Kucherov, I know, Ev, we lost your, your number one pick, your number two pick. Um, so no. we're, we're waiting to see what happens there. Again, the Mike Smith thing, this actually plays a lot into how I've been, I've been managing my goalies. A lot of rumors he's going to come back and be in the starter, but the guy's like 36. Apparently, he got a deep bone bruise. So deep, deep bone those, bruise. Those hurt when you're old, right, Colby? And uh, you got my dropped, uh, dropped goalie in Detroit. And Jari's been pretty good, but Casey DeSmith right now in Pittsburgh is uh, putting up a show for taking the starters' grease. So uh, I'm just not a fan of this roster. It's nothing against Ev. It's just the names on the list. And I, I mean, I'd argue the the Calgary point with, I mean, Lindholm's having a hell of a season. I think Gaudreau is as well. But I think you're just jaded because Gaudreau similarly chooses when he wants to be good or when Calgary, at least that top line is good. I think he's in a contract year right now. He's putting up some good points with that first line with Lindholm. So yeah, can't, can't hate that one. I think the problem is also when you take some of those uh, Calgary scraps with Geo uh, on, on your blue line at 399 ranking on the season in points, then you got Tanev, the fake turbo, Teravine is the number one turbo. Definitely. So um, you're kind of trying to piece together with, with the crack and it's, it's not working there. So best of luck to you, Ev. Glad I can get that off my chest. Yep. Uh, moving on up the list, the risky biscuits, absolute stone cold, straight face, not even a twinge in the eye resistant to the tickler or the biased prophecy of a three week losing streak. The biscuits are becoming the epitome of Buka boom this season. Just like we talked about, hmm. no one is truly down and out yet. They might be lasted plus minus lasted shots on goal and first did nothing. But they continue to wow us with 200 plus point projections. Maybe the biscuits are still thawing out on the baking sheet just waiting to be popped in the oven. I think it's possible. I think like you, you look at people like stone, obviously he has it in him. You got Makar. He's got great D with, with Hughes, who I guess can, is, is a bit of a shining light in Vancouver. They're, it's a good they roster. Are, they are turning around. Um, I think the Oshi is a bit of a question mark. He goes on his little streaks. He was injured earlier this year. Um, and Matthews is Matthews. It's just, are, are the Leafs going to go through their collapse, have a lot of negative points. He's going to consistently put up at least, goals i think he's got nine in the last six you got a slow start points in the last but he's picking it up again um but you know folks like quinn hughes i think he's overrated if you saw his interview about his offensive defensive play uh for the usa team he wasn't happy with that but that's what you are that's what he is offensive defenseman um uh kalorn decent player not going to get you to the ship i don't think evan rodriguez I think he's on the first line with Crosby, good player, but again, not the kind of name you see on a uh, Buka Boom trophy. Yep. So there's just a lot of question marks, a lot of risks as always. Big Todd Bertuzzi guy. Big Todd. Oh, Bertuzzi Tyler guy. Bertuzzi. Sorry. Tyler Bertuzzi. Todd Bertuzzi. I might be dead Legend. already. I don't Legend. Know. <laughs> Legend. But we all. I mean, Sean did an incredible job in last place this this past season. Really embraced <laughs> it. Great pictures. I, I, for one, would be up for that again. I would love to get I was thinking about that another. this morning, actually, because I am, you know, I'm not too worried, but it could be a last. So 
Yeah. I've been using and abusing those 12 pictures in my, my mental spank <laughs> bank the last couple of months. So I'm, I'm due for some new ones next year. So I'm pulling for you, Sean, but also not really because, you know, <laughs> I love that. All right. Moving on up the list. Taint Ticklers. He's been wheeling and dealing on the waiver wire like a fiend this season, scratching, clawing, punching, and tickling his way out of the bottom of the league, but the league just keeps beating him back. With seven roster injuries, four of them starters, there's no giggle fests in Taint Town right now. I like that. We know this dog has plenty of fight, but can Captain Kachuk fight these boys through the cursed biscuits? It's a bold strategy, Cotton, but as of right now, I don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah, I... Like you said, Mike's really worked to get to this point, and I think he did a very good job. I'm pretty impressed with the moves he's made. He's definitely taken risks, so you can't hate him for that. I think it's just everything's coming to a head right now, so especially with auto drafts. I mean, this is the epitome of an auto draft. You got to live and die on the waiver wire. The injuries, I mean, I think you picked up Pavelski. Was that, was that maybe that was someone else? I'll take that back. Um, the night he got injured, but. I mean, we got Rook out, Gunsel out, Wilson out, Kadri out, his all-star right now. Great free agent pickup, by the way. I'll, I'll give credit for that. Um, I'm worried about what he has on the bench, though. I think you cannot, with, with all those injuries of people that are technically starting right now as we wrap up the week, who do you have waiting in the wings? You have an IRLT, Malkin, who's just also never consistent. I think everyone's been waiting the past two true. seasons for him to come season. back. Yeah. Terrible last year, I remember. He was on my team, and I struggled with him just sitting there for a long time and then he's got Kane um you know I hoped it panned out for me maybe a, a bit of me this is the Your bias coming sake. in that I just don't <laughs> want it to work out for you because I don't want him to work out for anyone at this point if it wasn't me but you know he doesn't have much to turn to at this moment so with the number of moves that he's made I envision more in his near future here over the next day or two we'll see I mean he's, he's still got the epitome of a Condor team leads the league right now and pims and hits yep uh lasts and assists and uh power play points but who cares because he's playing his game well we'll hear from and him he'll return to the average some point in the season 8 yep. 12 12 and 8 he so. thinks it'll be the 12 <laughs> and 8 he's flipping the script here so we'll, we'll get his direct opinion a little bit later in the pod when we have him on but that's the bias um coming in at number six it's by other someone say my better half um oh, cried around the storm you. bill don't tase me, bro. Dio says this as he takes 50,000 volts to the jugular in the form of seven assists from the young Colorado D-man. Quote from earlier this week, Bill, my team is trash. Garbage team belongs in the trash. I don't know. Maybe these self-effacing words are what your team needed to hear as they try to patch together some wins. Like you said, just trying to get two. Not asking for much. You know, I, I still love my team. Did my draft strategy last year, held to it. Look where it got me. Did it again this year. Yeah. I still have a lot of faith in how that came off. Crosby's back. Patches is back. I'm still getting hit with injuries here and there, but you look at a roster with Barkov, Crosby, Patches, Dreisaitl. How can you not win? I got some question marks in my goaltending situation. You guys, yep. I, you remember at the holiday party the other week that we hosted? Uh-huh. I told you I had lovely. a little trick up my sleeve. Uh-huh. That was a Tuka Rask news. Oh. That broke on Monday. You were the night. only one that knew that, right? Uh, on Sunday. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I got another little trick up my sleeve in, in the goaltending department. What is it? I can't tell anyone. Why not? I can't tell anyone. Uh, I'm pausing it. What is yeah. That? No, thanks. You want to tell me? Um, just, and no, then no, just, no, I paused the recording. You can tell me. No, I can't tell you anything. Why not? No. Because it's my play. I need um, my goalies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I mentioned Mike Smith earlier. There's a couple question marks right now. 
in, in oil town, Edmonton. Um, Koskinen, is he going to be the starter when Smith comes back? They got this guy Skinner who, if you, if you follow the Yahoo chats, Skinner, Leonard Skinner. Oh, good one. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, if, if you follow the Yahoo chats, there's a lot of chatter that the Koskinen's out Skinner's in and Mike Smith is in, but I just don't know. So, um, congrats on finally dropping chicken. Thank you. Yeah. It had to happen. Yep. I, I, I don't have enough room right now is managing guys coming off the IR finally. So praise be there's a couple better guys out there that it's worth putting my faith into. So all right, feeling good. Well, we'll see. Going to pull off the win this week, I think. And then, of, uh, it look, it looks like next it. week. Yep. Best of luck. I think, uh, am I up next? You want to read for me? Oh, I, I would love to. Uh, coming in at number five, right above bill, our guy, the locker room cancers. Even bath time couldn't clean up the stink that's coming from the undercarriage of the Cancers roster right now. Hey. Outs, IRs, and day-to-days across the decor attendees leave this team almost crippled as Markstrom's back-to-back losses. Not so hot anymore. D'Angelo out with COVID turns into the dreaded IR spot. I bet a vaccine could have helped with that. Maybe take some <laughs> notes from Soros. Hopefully he's grabbed the booster. So his tummy just hurt it. He was, yeah, yeah he, he had an illness. He I'm was- sure... Uh, he- Copied Kane's homework with his vaccine card. He's out D'Angelo. <laughs> got his vaccine. Yeah. Saros, pretty quick turnaround. He missed a game. Two. Two games? I think he missed two. Oh. Either well, way, I have IR, so. three guys that are sitting without any uh, any points on the week, which was, was pretty tough, but took a gamble. I had picked up Byram before to try to replace D'Angelo, and then Byram's got a concussion. Kid's career may be, may be done too early, so... He hit the, uh, the free agency so people can pick him up if they want. I just don't know if that's a, a good look here. I, I, we were talking about this right before the pod. I feel like I'm the most confident under 500 team. Yeah, I feel like I am. But... I, yeah, I think we can, we can debate this, but I'm sitting up there. I think at 500. probably right now I am. Yeah, I'm going to lose this week, though, to Luke. But just feeling very confident. The point production's there. My goalies have been knock on wood, very fortunate with just pretty consistent performances across two without having that extra in the the pocket may come back to bite me here, but we got Robbins Robertson going. Um, Shifley's finally figuring it out. McKinnon missed about 10 games. So it's nice to have him back. How do you feel about bath time? Bath time is arguably the best pickup of the season. (laughs) I think Zegers could be up there just in terms of uh, expectations, but he's also like top of the list. Bath had a solid last season. I think people saw glimmers of hope. Missed a lot of time already this season, though. But I think we're going to be be soaking in there. I'm going to be pruny how much I'm going to be playing in. It's going to be sitting in there. That time you passed down the bathtub and woke up all pruned. All right. Coming in at number four. Capo, my caco, my buddy Luke. So, to Capo Caco's credit, he did take me out for a drink before fucking me this week. Benny Benassi's performance at the Garden guaranteed satisfaction for Capo's boys as Truba bloodied the Cancers into submission. How are ya? Zegers has no respect for his elder Tortorella. Buddy, Zegers isn't hurting the game of hockey. It's the risky biscuits, usually, but maybe not this week. So, fun roster this season. Fun roster. I, I don't think he gets the credit that he maybe fully deserves kind of flies under the radar every week. Um, well above 500. He's found just ways to win. And Luke will be yes. the first person to tell you that too. There's not. I think he feels slighted by the bias a little bit. Like he, he thinks he earns. You that feel, I mean, he's, he's flat out told us that he feels slighted yeah. by the bias. He said it in front of the league, but <laughs> I think you have people like Kreider obviously having the season, the season of his career right now in terms of goals, not really getting the assist that you'd expect that he's done in the past, but. Really just lighten up the lamp. Truba has been 
Truba's been insane. Dominant on the Rangers. Give that man the C already. I think he's earned it. He's Ranger heavy, and the Rangers have been playing really well. So I think he's he's reaping the benefits from that. Obviously, the, the Marshawn Pasternak, those were his top two picks. Again, living and dying by the first line in Boston, which more often than not is is more positive than negative. So yeah. This this goaltending situation though sucks. Not good. I think not good. Grubauer was, I would say, not even a flip of a coin. I mean, the guy had an insane past couple of seasons with Colorado, but when you don't have the defenseman that they do and you go to Seattle, um, you're gonna face a lot of shots and there's probably a good amount that are gonna go in. So he's been I'm waiting to see some moves on the waiver wire because this guy is not cutting it. He's got like two wins in his last 10 games. He picked um, up Reimer recently, right? Wasn't that a, that was a pretty recent move, uh, I think. I, I don't know. Uh, I hope, I hope so. Just get him in the starting lineup for next week. Flyers have been absolutely brutal. So like Carter Hart's getting beamed left and right. Yeah. I mean, the, the team's living and dying right now by, by all the forwards and defensemen and they're, they're making it work obviously. So think the team has has the the potential to go far they need the consistency in play they don't need you know the rangers can't really you know release on the 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 gas here because they've been very successful for him and contributing to a lot of points so congrats capo on on likely the win here this week coming in at number three it's father time father christmas chris kringle nicholas not a fingering but the full fist of thatcher demko sits halfway up the benda's small intestine like that video of that elephant unleashing its bowels. Freddie dumped straight down the, the Benda's throats relentlessly. No pleasure or Kirill in this kind of diddling, despite respectable efforts by Bergie, Miller, and Buchnevich. You know the human anus can stretch seven inches? I saw that. Yeah, so we can fit multiple raccoons, it seems. A raccoon can fit into a four-inch area. I think it's working its way up dad's it's, bunghole right Yeah, now. pretty far up there. <laughs> I So this this roster kind of like smells of Evan. And reason I mention this is just, you know, the leadership in the room, what he's, what he's looking for. He's got vets like Bergeron, Tavares, Brent Burns, Dowdy, Perron, Talbot. They're kind of getting the job done. I think like sometimes, especially on like the defensive side, he's, he picked up Dowdy, which was a nice pickup recently. He was out at the beginning of the season, but this team, I don't know. Similarly, they they have those weeks where, I mean, what he put up like 220 points one week and then the next he's at like 104. So consistency has a bit, been a bit of a challenge for, for the Bendas, but they do have that locker room age and experience to, I think, potentially push this team forward. Um, but, you know, a couple of those young guns and that guy, what's his name? Maritz Sider or Sidus? Sider. Yeah. Is that how you say Who fucks yeah. this guy? I don't know. Red Wings. I never heard That's of him. That's a good pickup. I, I'll say that was a good pickup. You sniped Dowdy on the free agent list while you're still injured. So, you know, Snagged dad's out there looking Clunder. for opportunities. Yep. Um, Stepping away from the see. two kids for a little bit. Need dad's to just put in the work. Wire. Yeah. He has not given up. So good on you, dad. I think Gibson is looking like a hell of a steal on the season. Anaheim's had a great, great start. Um, he picked up Gibson last, 16th round. Yeah. And he's ranked, I think, eighth or ninth in the league right now in points. So that's a nice little surprise, um, I would say, considering you also have Vasilevsky, who you picked up in the first round. So good on you, Dad. I think you got some potential here. We'll see where it goes from here. Uh, coming in at number two, Freddie got fingered. Crab. Bro, did you see the week that Thatch had? He was absolute trash in Pee-wee. Couldn't even stop a goddamn beach ball. Glad he's figured it out, though. He's a good kid, you know? And Stammer? We were his billet family in 08, and we used to work, like, four hours a day on his slapper in the basement. You see this small tweak on his shaft, bro, at the end? 
I showed him that. So it's, it's kind of fucking funny seeing, you know, the work that you put in paid off in the show, you know, and Blackwood, you kidding me? Thank God he was born with that name because he certainly didn't earn it from what I've seen in the showers. Great ass though. Sick ass on it. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so the epitome of his team right there <laughs> and our number two in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, we can laugh all we want at, at Krav because he's an easy target, but the kid's having a hell of a season. He's piecing it together. Glad he finally cut the fat with Suzuki and changed the name, even though that's going to get annoying when he changes it every fucking week. I still think that's going to be a bit of a curse. You can tell Freddie's kind of next. It's a little up and down since the name changed. Suzuki kind of popping off again on free agent list, if anyone noticed. So um, you let those go and then you always just watch them because you want to make sure that you made the right move. Like I stare at Couturier and Wheeler. So I don't lose any things. sleep over Chitron. I, I mean, that's probably a different story, but yeah, I mean, Freddie, he has some exciting things to think about with, with Hughes coming back in the lineup, getting that nice clapper the other night. He's only played six games on the season, I think, or eight games or something like that. So really don't know what he's going to be able to bring to the table, but I think it's exciting. I think if anything, the, the defense is a pretty sore spot for Freddie. They got Seth Jones, who's obviously doing the best that he can, but it's also the Blackhawks. So despite 20 plus points, he's he's having a great season. He's negative on the season. McAvoy, awesome player, but does not light up the league in fantasy points um, like you'd kind of expect. You're supposed to fill that Krug gap, right? He's supposed to be the next Krug. Yeah, I, I think like Grizzlick was kind of more of a Krug type skater and more offensive. I think oh. McAvoy is like stay at home with flashes of offense, but uh and Shaddy had a good start to the season but he's kind of tailed off I don't know Ducks have been uh Terry's gone quiet Terry's put it in reverse Shattenkirk's put it in reverse um I think uh we got that Zegers goal obviously so shout out Luke that on that sick. one too yeah um Getzlav has been out there I think he's back now so maybe we'll see some more driving and Demko's been been really good I think like Vancouver sucks but he, they're always going to face a lot of shots he's going to let a fair amount in but I think this past week he's got three or four wins in a row Vancouver clean house with the GM about that Jack Hughes slapper huh yeah nice little clap <laughs> top chat kid's cocky yeah looking good in that celly earlier in the the year before he went out when he tossed his stick out into a up into the stands so a lot of flash with this team we'll we'll see what happens um a lot of flash but we'll figure it out here at the top. Um, it was a close call, came down to points. We had a pretty even split in terms of who should be one and two in the league between me and Bill. But hey, hey, hey it's the breadwinner's Colby. Bread, eh? Corny Colbs might be some cracks in the foundation as he mixes it up this week with the soggy bottom of the league pasta puck. The rivalry is still alive. And because Ev doesn't say a word in the chats, you can always count on Krabs to take some jabs at the elder statesman of the league. So, Colby. Top of the league and wins and points. Breadwinners definitely at least looking like they're the, the team to beat this season. Um, very consistent forwards with Panarin, uh, Ovi, Kachuk, and uh, Duchesne. I know Duchesne was 2018, had point, point per game player, fell off the past two seasons, and he's really picked it back up. So nice yeah. little shining light in that Predators offense um, where there's not much to talk about. Yeah, I mean, Breadman, Zabanejad, Ovechkin, uh, Nugent Hopkins is finally not the guy sitting on the, you know, brink of the, of the waiver wire week to week. He was getting tossed around like a dirty rag mm. last season, two seasons ago. Um, and he's got five goalies ready to go in any, at, at, at any instant. Um, I think the carry price thing is not going to pay off the way he's hoping it does. A, I think price isn't just going to 
come out as the goalie, goalie god that everyone thinks he is. Has he been B, out since that team just He's sucks. been out since he, like, stepped away. Has he been back at all? I haven't really no. been following that too closely. He's supposed to be coming back soon, but uh, I think Montreal just doesn't have it. Well, I think they were a fluke last season. Something to just call out, and Colby has a good team, so I'm not, I'm not saying this, but with five goalies on the bench, he has one offensive player that he can put in, one forward, and – He's got some injuries right now. He's got, I mean, like he's Duchesne's day to day. I don't think that'll be long, but if, if one of these guys goes down at the moment, he has no one on the bench. How are you going to play in. this matchup coming up next week? I don't know. Gotta, gotta take a look at it. Think about it a little bit. But um, I think the, the crazy thing when Bill and I were looking at some of these stats beforehand of, you know, who's leading in points, who's leading in goals, assists, what have you. Colby leads the league in plus minus. He's got 75. How many, how many, like, how many do you think the second place team it's like 34 35 three teams uh, tied with plus 35 colby sitting at plus 73 absolutely insane i mean this his his players are, are playing really well they're on good lines they're not getting beat um so even though those you know those one two points taken away that that counts over time so he's got a stud of a roster i uh i think average points are one of the highest in the league right after you but you know, weeks like this week these outs are coming in doesn't have the roster to backfill so it makes you question, is he going to play the matchup or not? Who knows? We'll see. And Colby always says he plays the matchup. So could be, should be a good week ahead. That's it for the bias. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed per, per usual and hearing it in a, an audio format here. We are going to be jumping in after this. Uh, we'll have Mike Clunder on. Tane Tickler is going to be going through you know, his season, his upbringing, what interests him in hockey, all the good stuff that I'm sure everyone's been hoping for for a long time now. But before we jump into that, I'm going to toss it over to one of our new sponsors let's go this episode of bill and the beard is also brought to you by the nation's leading grassroots nonprofit organization the cadl or coalition against dancing larry the pit stain of the upper deck new york rangers fandom and constant reminder of an irrelevant has-been who peaked 10 years ago corny played out and embarrassing is not the face of the new york rangers fan base or those who sit near him specifically in section 223 row 14 seats 17 and 18. The CADL asks that you please work to support us in removing this figure from the Blue Shirts culture. Please visit our website at www.canceldancinglarry.com for more information. Purchase a Fuck You Larry t-shirt or visit the Cancel Dancing Larry rally happening next on January 3rd, 7 p.m. at Madison Square Garden. We can end this atrocity once and for all. Thank you. And our special guest today, classically trained and leading the league in pims and hits, he spends his weekends traversing the Bavarian mountain ranges and exploring the enclaves of his great ancestors. No statistic goes unanalyzed and no word ever goes unsaid. A naval intelligence officer, though at times it may seem like he lacks any. Known floor sleeper and world renowned for picking up things and putting them down. 2017 league champion and 2020 runner up. Runner up. We welcome to the pod. Mike Clunder, aka the Taint Ticklers. Oh boy! Hey, I'm so excited to be on the pod! <laughs> Welcome, Taint Ticklers! It's good to oh, see you, my Rusty! The Ticklers are here. They're excited to be on the pod. They've been looking forward to this for a long time, and also me too. It's an honor to have you. Um, just for our guests, we want to say you're looking very festive in your Caps holiday sweater. Thank you. I had to represent. Even Always repping. Uh, Tom Wilson, he's been carrying the load for my team for a while out with the injury. That's tough to see, but it's all right. Uh, yeah, I'm in the holiday spirit. I got a lot of Christmas lights up. 
Yeah, Mike, where, where are you at right now? We, we've been trying to nail you down and you said you're traveling to some parties or what's, what's happening? Yeah, on yeah. You? I'm uh, here in Naples, Italy, and uh, I'm over at a buddy's place who swam with Andy in uh, college uh, for a little Christmas party before they head back to the States for leave. What you, did you bring anything, you and Ellie's, any, any wine? One of your thousand? One of your collection? Up. Special a, collection? Uh, for Ev, it's a uh, Nobile de Montepulciano 2016 from Poliziano. Oh, beautiful. I like it's that. It's been That's a hot year, 2016. What's the collection up to now? Uh, I want to say I'm at like 250 something. I got another like 12, another 24 bottles being delivered this week. What are you going to do with all this? Drink it, probably, at some point. <laughs> How, I, how much just, is shipping back to the States compared to how much it costs to buy all this? So I, that depends. Uh, in the military, one of the many tax breaks we get is we can ship like 500 bottles of wine back to the U.S. for free. Per person? No, per person and pay no taxes on the import, no import duties. So that's pretty cool. Um, but they don't ship it professionally. It gets shipped via just like a Connex box on some merchant vessel. Uh, so depending on when you leave, it could be kind of risky if you try and do that in like the summer or late spring. So I don't know, I might try and have it shipped professionally or I may try and just find someone to professionally store it for me here in Italy and then just ship it to me around the world as I need it. So are you just stocking up for when you come back to the States? Oh yeah, for my future, Bill. Are you gonna just keep? The, are you gonna keep the collection going, or are you are you gonna cap yeah. it at three hundred bottles or something, or are you? No, no, I'm gonna just keep it going. I was thinking actually, I was looking into uh, if I ever move into that condo in San Diego, maybe like putting a wine cellar underneath the staircase. You know, one of those cool glass ones. Little Harry Potter one. Yeah, in the like little Harry Potter staircase, because right now there's like a little Harry Potter storage space there. Why not just turn it into a wine cellar? You know. Maybe in the wrestling room with no lights. Oh, no lights. Well, yeah, the lights no light. You don't want that. You got to keep it dark. We, we could have some good wrestling matches in there, Mr. Tickley. Ryan huddled in the corner. <laughs> for those of you at home, when we were out in San Diego for our, our buddy Andy's graduation ceremony, we got to stay at, at Mike's house at that time. And uh, I don't know, we had a few pops at the Sculpin, uh, at the Sculpin oh, Brewery, went out. I broke my two-year sobriety for that night. That was a big night, yeah. All the, when, the, night. when the boys were in town, and then we we oh, got back it. home, we shut off all the lights, got all like rivally naked, and we just like wrestled. And I was hiding in the corner, so Mike couldn't find me. Thanks, such glad, but I found him. <laughs> Everything stopped. We're like, "Where's Ryan?" And we just started feeling around. <laughs> that's how, that's usually usually how people find me. They just feel around. Well, well, Mike, let's. Uh, I guess that's kind of a, a good flashback. Like how. How do you know the group? Like, how did you get involved in Buka Boom? Like, you know, meet meet this crew because you have, you know, the clundered ten tentacles kind of go into every direction through a lot of. I grew up in Japan, so you know it's kind of part of the culture. <laughs> Love me some good anime. Sorry, go yes. ahead, continue. Uh, so I was living with Andy that went to high school with Billy, Ryan, and Luke, uh, and then we used to play Battlefield Four on the box every morning with Eagle Eye and Silly Pup and Future <laughs> Mallard. And then, uh, so we just be getting it in Battlefield and Shell, naturally. Um, shout out to the Jam Boys. 
Shout out. Uh, 2018 D1 Cup champions, not a big deal. And uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah, so then Ryan came out, I think. I met him first. He was out operating when he was down at uh, Dropbox. You guys went to that country then, music festival, didn't you? Yeah, we went to that concert together oh, on, did, on yeah, the Mexican border. Yeah, I remember that. Good times. And then uh, Billy and Luke, I think I met them when they came out for Andy's graduation. And then uh, Bill hyped me up on some big deadlifts. That was sick. PR. Oh, yeah. You were going for uh, your PR that day? Watch you put your head through a door? Man, we memories. We were drinking Sculpins in the gym. What a time. What a time. Deadlift. <laughs> that gym sadly shut down recently. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, they let people walk in with six packs of beer, so I'm not <laughs> too surprised. Uh, yeah, that makes sense, actually, I guess, looking back on it. Couldn't couldn't uh, pay for the repairs for, from your head through the wall or whatever? It was the door, probably, yeah. That's probably, they couldn't afford it. That's probably my fault. It was hype. Uh, that was exciting. It should have had harder doors, you know? Um, yeah, and then I think I went on deployment, uh, and then I came back, and you guys, someone, I don't, who, I don't remember who invited me to the league, but someone invited me to the league. I was like, oh, absolutely. I love fantasy sports and hockey. So when you put them together, I double love it. So we, need you. we needed a resident Caps fan. Yep. True. Yeah, too many Rangers fans. It's It's been a storybook ever since. Yeah, it really has. And then I uh, drafted that from the, car, uh, the front seat of my sick BMW that I had out in California. And... Um, was that the team you won with? That yeah, that's the team I won with. Hell yeah. Didn't you blow up that club? Seven that year, I picked up Nathan McKinnon off free agency. And then it was just, and everyone was talking so much trash, trying to get me to sell my whole roster. And I was like, please, I got the most points for in the league right now and also the most points against. You got to think they're going to even out over time. And it did. Good for you. Yeah, I remember, I mean, obviously the, the three of us, me, Luke, and Bill knew knew who the hell you were, but everyone's like, who fuck's this kid coming in just like winning the league and his, his first talking game? Trash. Trash. Talking trash. Just well, talking, talking a lot. <laughs> yep. Having good good Sean's cookouts with Sean, with, with Sean yeah. Dennison, inviting him to uh, the humble abode of the Clunders. So oh, yeah, yeah true. He never showed up to the barbecue, but I did see him at the uh, game three of the Stanley Cup finals, I think. Oh, that's nice. Game three or four, yeah. So, like Ryan said, you came in, you were talking a lot, but you backed it up with a championship win. True. How are you feeling this season? You're talking a lot uh, again. I'm feeling, so, I'm feeling pretty good, actually, you know. I've been working it on the waiver wire. I think I'm up to, like, 22 yeah. or 23 moves, which is probably more than my combined moves of the last three years. Um rough start to the season i think we put up like 77 points in week one and like maybe 100 in week two so my points four aren't really there but over the last five weeks including this week i think oh oh miss ellie's here with some wine thank you oh miss wow. ellie Hi. guest appearance guest Cheers. appearance guest appearance, guest appearance. Oh, goodbye. Ellie, goodbye. um yeah so the last five weeks you know including this week which Obviously, I wasn't expecting to lose Kadri, Gensel, Wilson, and Rupe Hintz all to injury in the same, like, four-day span. Oh, happens. Oh. Uh, yeah, it happens. I know Bill's been struggling with uh, yeah. struggling with injuries this year, so he's for sure in the pain. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, but I'm feeling pretty good about the team. You know, I think they're coming into their own at the right time. Samsonov looks like he's finally been named a starter for the Caps, getting a lot more of the starts at like probably a two to one ratio. So I think that bodes well, especially. Uh, what's that? One of my drafts, my drafties had to drop. Them. Yeah. So thank you for that. I appreciate you kind of passing in my way. Uh, I sort of regret dropping Andrew Mangiapane because uh, all my wingers are injured right now, and it would have been nice to have a dude that's been on fire this year. Um, and I'm even more disappointed that he wasn't picked up by Colby because Mangiapane literally means to eat bread in Italian. I feel like it would have oh. been a natural fit for Colby's team. But, you know, you can't win all the pickups, so that's all right. What, um, just like rationale-wise, I think <clears> – <throat> Bill and I already spoke about this doing the bias, which you'll, you'll obviously hear when you listen, but you've certainly been scrambling, been impressed with like the moves you're taking risks, trying to figure it out. But when you have all these injured folks, the people that are waiting in the wings right now, it looks like you got an IRLT Malkin and you got Evander Kane, like something's got to give like Diane Keaton, Jack Nicholson, something's got to give here. Like, what are you doing? Like those are the right moves at this time. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to play the long game here. You know, uh, in our league, as everyone knows, it's not really about what seed you come into the playoffs. I think the only time we've ever had a super dominant team that dominated from the start to finish of the season was Bill last year. Um, so, I didn't like congratulate you or anything. I congratulate myself. Okay. Yeah, well, you, you got to congratulate yourself every now and then. But yeah, I mean, I think last year, Bill's team was clearly the best team from the beginning to the end of the season. Uh, and right now, even I'm going to be four and five after this loss to Sean this week. Uh, if, unless anything crazy happens, Ryan's going to be four and five. Uh, I think Luke is, oh no, Dio is also dropping to four and five. Bill's moving to three and six. Ev's moving to three and six. It looks like with an upset over uh, Colby, right? That's going to be a tight one this week. Yeah, it's going to be a tight one. And then Sean's obviously moving to three and six after waxing my ass. Um, so, you know, we got a lot of teams all bunched up in the middle, which is good because what that essentially does is it delays kind of the, uh, the need for me to all of a sudden be in drop high profile players that could perform really well down the stretch to pick up someone that's going to help me now. Uh, I had to do that earlier with Drew Doughty and BDN picked him up and that was like, you know, I knew someone would pick him up, but I was 0-4 and I couldn't really afford to wait seven weeks for Drew Dowdy to come back from injury. So, or six weeks, however long it took. Um, so, you know, I, that was one of the times where it's like, I didn't want to drop him, but I needed to. Um, so, yeah, I think if I, if I go on a big losing streak and, you know, end up in another situation where I'm trying to call, crawl myself out of a hole, and then maybe I need to think about getting some of those IR guys picking up other people off free agency, but so, like, we didn't really work out so well. So speaking of pickups, could you tell us about the time you and Sandy Andy went up to Johns Hopkins and your dad had to pick you up shit-faced, the rear yeah. admiral? Yeah, um, yeah, it was a good time. So uh, me, Sandy, Dandy, Andy, we went up to uh, – to Johnny Johnny Hopkins to visit our friend Fat Cam, who back then wasn't fat, and also now is not fat anymore. Uh, he really went, he really been through it all. He was D, D whatever Hopkins is, athlete, played baseball. Uh, so we went up to visit him. Um, and then, yeah, we ended up like, we drank a lot of Everclear. 
got pretty hammered. Uh, I don't know what else happened that night. I think Andy fell down a hill or maybe I fell down a hill. Anyways, the plan was always for my dad to pick us up in Baltimore the next day. Uh, what, was, what was the next day? Easter, Easter mass. Right. So, yeah, yep. the plan was always to pick us up in Baltimore. Um, but the original plan did not involve us still being drunk. So yeah, my dad picked us up, uh, drove us back to Easter Mass. We stopped at a McDonald's to get some like oatmeal, I think, in the morning, maybe some apple pies or something. And then we rolled into Easter Mass, still pretty drunk. And uh, then we went to my grandma's house for Easter uh, brunch. That sounds lovely. Lovely. Yeah, it was really great. It was a nice experience. Feels like for such an upstanding uh institution like the Naval Academy, you guys seem to take advantage of a lot of opportunities when given to you. That also like revolves around um, like Catholicism, Judaism. It sounds like you and you and Andy took advantage of some Friday nights in, in plebe summer as well to try to get out of some things. Is that fair or anything to expand? Ooh, upon? Um, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever uh, went to the Jewish services on Friday night. I don't remember if Andy did or not. My roommate Womack did. He was a. See, the trick is the guys that went up to the prep school. They really they know they know how to do it, you know. So, uh, my roommate Womack went to the prep school for a year, and then one of our good friends, uh, Eric Mahler, is Jewish, and so they were both linemen on the football team together. So they Womack kind of had the in, so he knew about the Jewish services on Friday night through Mahler, and I remember him going. He might have brought Andy once. Or twice and everyone knew you were Catholic. you guys were catholic so they're like what the hell are these two doing here what's andy doing here yeah but you know it's like the like the great book says i think or something like it's all really the same god right i don't know it's been a while since catholic high school which is like probably the last time i really studied it but yeah probably the same god well for the jews he's a prophet but yeah it's pretty much the same thing yeah pretty much the same i don't know i don't speak hebrew so you know the translation might be a little off prophet god makes sense so yeah bill just mentioned and touched on it you're, you're the son of a rear admiral very high ranking within within the, the navy dad was a pilot eight different deployments i guess from a young age did you know that you know whether it be the navy whether it be just within the service uh within the service like that was the direction for you and like how did you make that decision i guess yeah i mean i think i uh I definitely knew that that was the direction I wanted to go. Uh, growing up kind of around the aviation culture was really cool. Uh, the aviation community is a lot of fun. So that's kind of what initially drew me to the Navy. And then as you guys know, I'm a disabled veteran, I'm colorblind. That was a joke, it's not actually a disability, but uh, I am colorblind. And so that's kind of how I ended up in the intelligence community. Gotcha. Were, were you down between any like other options between intelligence or like, how did you, how did you arrive at that as your decision? Um, yeah, I mean, it sounded the most interesting. The options that were available to me were uh, intelligence. Um, what else was available? Intelligence, cryptology, information professional, which is essentially IT, uh, which sounded awful. Um, civil engineering core which uh, I don't have an engineering degree. So that was like technically an option, but not really an option. And the Marine Corps, which I really uh, just did not have any interest in. Um, so- no, no Semper Fi for you? No, no, I guess I'm Semper, Semper not Marines Corps as an option. 
Yeah. I think what really drove me away from the Marines is we were on like a summer training uh, once and, you know, we were like shadowing some Marines and they were telling us about like why we should join the Marine Corps. And one of the Marines was like, yeah, it's great. Like the main part of our job is to like go, you know, kill people in the Middle East. And I was like, yeah, that's not really like the vibe I'm looking for. Seems like (laughs) maybe like a, like you shouldn't be excited about killing people. You should understand that like maybe you have to, but it's not really, that shouldn't be the draw of the job, you know? Yeah. So kind of drove me away from the Marine Corps. Uh, decision. Yeah, yeah, I think you worked out for the best. I don't think I would be a very good Marine or really enjoy my life very much, so. Well, you seem like you, you love your life right now. My life is great. It is fantastic. So how did you, because I, I, obviously there's different um, like branches here and like in what Dio's doing is different from you, but like, have you actually had the opportunity to kind of like work with him at all? Or are you guys just by happenstance sometimes in the same area? Um, I mean, I work with Dio a little bit, not a ton, mainly on some um, scheduling stuff. Like in my job, uh, it's helpful for me. I do a lot of co- cooperation with uh, foreign partners. So, you know, working with the Alliance, the NATO Alliance and uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and so Dio's job, he works in the um, Africa engagements directorate, I guess you could say. And so, you know, sometimes they're commanded travel to African nations and stuff like that. And so I'm, I can be involved sometimes tangentially for stuff that Dio's doing, but typically we're not working on the same project. Gotcha. Very cool. Mm-hmm. When, when are you expected to be, be home next, aka like when can we figure out to, uh, you know, plan for some kind of Buka Boom rendezvous? In the States? Oh, man, hopefully not for a few years. Um, hopefully. I'm here, yeah, I'm here in Italy for another year and a half to the end of August. And then uh, my goal is going to be to try and go to Japan after this. And uh, then I'm going to try and go get my master's at the Defense College in Australia, if I can do that. And then from there, either go to uh, Hawaii or uh, back to Germany. So we'll see. Well, it should make it easier to get to draft on time in any of those locations other than Italy. So No, probably make it harder in all of them. I was going to say. If you're 12 hours, you could get up at 12 in the morning. Oh, actually, I guess 12 hours. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so, the way I heard that, it was just going to be many more years of clunder bitching about the draft time. So it's going to well, be- I mean, you guys did literally all vote uh, to schedule it at the only time I said I wasn't available. And I don't think I've forgotten who voted for that. So, yep. You could miss a night of, you get a 98 in your sleep score, not 100. But we could have also just done it on a Thursday night when I didn't have to work Friday or at literally any time in the middle of the day on the weekend, which presumably you would all be available. There's there's a reason we chose the time and it was because it worked best for most people. And ultimately you needed to defer to Dio as your senior, so. Mm, well, Dio's like an activated reservist. So really you have to subtract two ranks. So I don't think it counts. Sen- like senior like citizen, older than you, so. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Dio's pretty old. I think he's got a broken hip. In the league as well. <laughs> he is older in the league as well. Uh, you uh, mean though. like less cumulative wins ever? True, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I haven't looked at the stats. So I'm just assuming. Any anything that 
you want to talk about with the league? You know, we've been asking you a lot of questions. Like, what's what's top of mind for Mike? You know, what's what's he seeing when he looks at the board right now? Oh man, I mean, I think it's uh, you know, the league's been shooken up over the last two years. I think uh, Sean Avery really did a number on Sean Dennis, and he just hasn't been the same <laughs> since that cameo. Uh, but it's it's. I mean, I think this is a kind of interesting year. A lot of the new people kind of at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, or maybe more so new people at the bottom of the leaderboard. It's been kind of rare that you found me and Bill and Sean kind of all buried down in the, and Ev for that matter, all kind of buried down in the bottom of the standings. So I mean, I think it's probably good to have some parity in the league. And, uh, you know, it's definitely going to make for an interesting season. There's a lot of teams bunched up in the, what, bottom seven. So Colby's really running away with like kind of the one spot and it looks like uh, Crab's kind of going to run away with the two. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the rest of them. Well, after this week, it looks like they'll both be tied in terms of their record. If, uh, yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if Colby Dan ends up upsetting Colby. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens there. Well, I'm uh, I know you were bummed that I, I'm going to Vegas. I wish you were going with me. We got that that nice trip for the all-star game. Thanks, Man, it's gonna be so fun. I was looking at um I was looking at like the past 15 years, like different performers at uh the NHL All-Star game and the skills competition. Some of the top of the charts were Jewel, um, three doors down. Okay. Um, um I think Michelle Branch back in uh 2005 Who's or something like year? that. I don't know, Sean. I'm gonna to need to know who's who's performing this year. I know Flo Rida had performing this year. It might be you and Crab want to do a little duo. I think Sean could probably make that happen. <laughs> yeah, that'd what be you fun. Yeah, just don't tell us until like two days before, so we only have 24 hours to scramble to put together some sort of set list. Wait, holy shit! I just thought, Sean, you need to get me a credential, like a media pass, and I'll have Bill in the beard. I'm here from the <laughs> podcast. Oh, Holy shit. Yeah, I need to like oh, go up and start. Hey, can't be that hard, hard, right? Doing the beard here. <laughs> yeah. But be reporting from like some random section, like Bill in the beard here, reporting from section 413, row 12CJ. No, Mike, I'm at, I'm at the, the parties. I'm going to be at the parties. You're going to be at the party. Brushing shoulders. Yeah. We need you well, down just make you. yourself a media pass. No one's going to know if it's real or not. Everyone's going to be wasted. True. Get down in between the benches, just nestle in there. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> shave my head like Pierre. <laughs> but, so you should have like a, between the benches. <laughs> you should have a shtick. Like you only interview, you know, like mid-grade stars. You're like, uh, I think you're a little too senior here, buddy. Uh, I mean, it's also like the all-star game, Mike. Yeah, so. yeah. That's why I said mid-grade stars, you know. Or so. I just interview the uh the wags. Just yeah, go. yeah, strictly wags. That's a good idea. Something to make you stand out a bit, you know? Someone comes up to you like, yeah, you want to interview? Like, no, I just strictly do wags. <laughs> I'll just find Kane's wife or ex. <laughs> got some questions oh, wow. for you. That would get us some viewers. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Good idea. Get the scoop. Get some more of those text messages and stuff. Yeah. Make sure you tell her also that your name is Locker Room Canesers. That would get her to speak. <laughs> hey. You need. You'd agree, though. I mean, I think she would, if anything, she'd be on our side. Oh, right? definitely. Like, yeah, fuck this guy, but he's good at hockey. I don't know. Yeah, he is. True. <laughs> well, great chatting with you, Mike. One question we want to leave, we already talked about earlier in the pod is, you know, holidays are coming up. You're looking festive in, in your sweater. You're drinking your wine. What's on Mike Clunder's Christmas list this year? Oh, man. What is on my Christmas list this year? 
Um, from a Buka Boom standpoint, yeah. team and in real life. Oh, team in real life. Oh, man, you're really putting me on the spot. All right. Uh, from a Buka Boom standpoint, I mean, I'm assuming, right, that we're not going to just wish for championships because that's kind of a cop-out. Yep, so yeah. I'm going to say that my main wish is for my team to get healthy. I think with a healthy team, my team can compete with anyone in the league. Uh, just until this week, I mean, Kadri, Gensel, Wilson, Hintz, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, all of them had been like top 40 in the last, in the last uh, week, you know, last seven days. It's like pretty, pretty, pretty solid there. Uh, Justin Falk been a real solid defender out with COVID protocol. So if I think I think if I get healthy, we'll be in a good spot. Um, Health and wellness. That's a that's a classic one. For honorable wish. And also, if I could play Dio's team the remaining twelve weeks of the season every week, that would be my second wish. All right, we'll we'll see if we can put in a, a good word with the big man, aka Luke, the commissioner. Not saying it, Danny Claus. I think we probably have three to four more weeks of Dio remembering to set his lineup before he's done for good. So I think that would really guarantee that. I'm yeah. yeah. How about how about personally? Any any big ticket items, or are you? Uh... Personally, I mean, if anyone could find me the new Xbox, that would be pretty cool. Um, I got some new uh, barefoot hiking boots. I'm big into the barefoot movement. It's all about getting that proper toe splay. Wow. Um, zero drop heel, proper toe splay. You need a big toe box. Can't be constricting your feet. Uh, so my parents are giving me some barefoot boots for Christmas. That would be nice. They'll be and alpining very soon. Yeah. Yep. Um, Anything nice for Miss Ellie this Christmas? Anything on her list? That we, we won't share the audio of this until it's already passed. What she, for her to get me? No, for you to get her. Oh, I already got her something. She already got it. Like oh. an hour and a half ago. What, what is it? I got her some uh, some Scandinavian jewelry when I was in Finland. Oh, lovely. Oh, what are they yeah. known for? Anything in particular? No, it's actually from Sweden, but, you know, it's all it's all Scandinavia, so, like, I'm going to count it. But um, it's, like, some silver little, like, leaps, like a dangly little necklace and matching earrings. It reflects the light really nicely. They're kind of, like, dangling around and stuff. So I think it's good. Nice, Mike. Well. Yeah. It's been awesome having you on the pod. I think this has been a long time coming. One of our old buddies. Glad to see you, obviously, oh, in the mix man. these last couple Absolute of years. Pleasure. Both virtual, both on the box and in, in real life. One of our, our best buds. So love to see your smiling love face. Love, love the box. The bud, love the box. <laughs> well, Mike, Tane Ticklers, awesome to have you on the pod. And thanks to everyone for listening. Again, excited to be back for season two of Bill and the Beards Bias podcast. Hope you enjoyed the message. Bill, anything to add to wrap it up? Nope. Looking forward to the rest of this week. Good luck to you, Mike. You're going to need a lot of luck, but uh, I like the you have in your team and we'll see how things play out until the next episode. Man, can't wait. And just an idea, throwing it out. Maybe next year we do the gala at Oktoberfest in Munich. Wow. So, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I know everyone in the league likes beer and yeah, that should be enough. Are so, you hosting? Yeah, I mean, I don't live in Munich, but sure. All right. Well, happy holidays, boys. Happy holidays, boys. Until next time. Happy holidays, boys. Happy Honda days also to all those Toyota Thon people out there. Dashing through the snow.
In a one-horse open sleigh Through the fields we go Laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring Making spirits bright What fun it is to write and sing Saying song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride In a one-horse open sleigh Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open. <laughs>